Hello and welcome to Henry Kissinger's Pokemon <laughs> Going to Die Mailbag. We have no sense of professionalism. I'm just gonna Hi. I'm, I'm gonna put all that stuff in unedited at the start of the episode. And Please don't put all the coughing in. <laughs> and definitely all like the cricket cold. talk. I because I thought it wouldn't be in the episode. Yeah, see, that's why I started Craig, so that you can answer for your podcast crimes. I'm Sam, a.k.a. Cough Boy. I'm Matt. <laughs> I don't have a nickname because I don't do those for this. We don't do those for mailbags. I'm Caroline, and I also don't have a nickname. I'm it's Sam. It's 1038 right now, either. so it's like it's getting late, and the later it gets, the less likely I'm going to be able to do this. So I'm just going to do it right now. Good one. If the whistle has has spoken. It is time to read from our inbox of Tumblr. I actually did check the Gmail, and we do not have any messages on it. Thank you. Good, because we don't check that ever. We didn't ask for them. We, yeah, we did check it. We didn't ask for them. So thank you for not sending them. Thank you so much for not sending them. <laughs> thank you for sending me a Gmail. Not, that's, I don't know. Like a funny was. Borat? That was like, like a, a th- no, that was, that was like a talking heads, but also Borat. <laughs> Like a talking Borat. Like a talking David Borat. David Byrne was really good in 2006. Hey, Borat. If you ask me. David Byrne. Can we start this? Can we just do yeah, it? Yeah. The words? <laughs> I'm also very tired, even though it's only 739 here. Do you have thoughts on Imran Khan? Nope. Skip. No. See, like, I want to just, I want to talk about cricket. Can we talk we, about cricket? I'm dying to talk no. about cricket right now. We talked we talked before we started recording about how we didn't have we don't know anything and then you pulled up the cricket thing with all the words on it like silly point and fine third Yeah, man. that really derailed it. Uh, I have now t- I have now added this to the hey, Henry Kissinger's Pokémon Going to Die Tumblr. Thank no one you. will explain why it is there. Great. Uh, it will just be I there am, as, a, as a joke I'm for very uninformed about most things but especially about like foreign politics and stuff <laughs> i could so... say in general um just talking about like that area's politics um as an indian man i am honor bound to hate any pakistani cricketer that's just how it goes we cannot keep the, talking it... about cricket <laughs> that's just the rivalry but no i don't uh, jim we do not know shit or fuck about imran khan uh, maybe there will be a last week tonight segment on it, and then I will understand something about Imran Khan. Yeah, thanks for that, Matt. I think we've got some extra cover. Hey, that's another cricket thing that I'm looking at on my screen right now. I do love to see it. Thank you for listening to our cricket podcast. <laughs> um, All right. So fuck, I don't know anything about the next one either. Why do people keep asking us questions as if we know anything? What's yeah, the next one? A- this is a football question. I don't know anything about it. I mean, oh. it's not really a football question, but we can just like read it anyway, because it's not like you're going to have it sit in the inbox. Sure. Why not? And we'll I'll, I'll spoil the ending. I don't know. It probably sucks. Hi, guys. I know this isn't your normal wheelhouse, but I'd love From to get anonymous. your thoughts on the holdout slash strike by football player Levon Ball. Levon Bell. Sorry. A black football player who is one of the top football. five to ten players in the NFL playing for the Pittsburgh. Uh, which has a mainly white or blue collar fan base is getting hev- getting heavily because he has refused to show up to work until he has promised a new contract. Um, all I could find by Googling him is that they are looking to trade him right now because he has yet to sign his franchise tag and hasn't reportedly given the Steelers any indication whether he plans to return to the team. Because I feel like contract. I've really heard about this, but yeah, okay. The, um, so NFL uh, is dog shit, incredibly yeah, racist. Okay. The, the NFL is a fuck. I'm in a group on Facebook. NFL is a fuck. 
I'm in a group on Facebook that's just questions. The two questions are, do you like sports? And do you think the NFL is a good organization? And anyone who says yes to the NFL question is immediately not allowed into the group. (laughs) It's good as hell. Um, Yeah, just just stick with the XFL. Yeah, (laughs) fuck off. Um, So, yeah, he's concerned about getting injured before getting paid like a top five to ten player. Thank you. Um, Good on him. Yeah, being a holdout. I mean, any, any kind good. of strikes are good, um, especially in industries like sports, sports entertainment, gaming. All these industries where people are basically worked to the bone without any kind of like, which is completely destroying or, people's yeah. bodies and paying them shit. Yeah, like destroying their bodies, destroying their minds, destroying their livelihoods, like getting them in a position where like a lot of them die early because of mm-hmm. factors of stress and injury. So, um, lying a, about the injury risk. Yes. If we're, yeah, if we're talking specifically the NFL here, they are good for lying at this about this shit. Um, so I'm going to, yeah, say good on him. Like, I don't know how good he is. I've never really, I don't watch the football. I call it, I call football. it football. Thank you. But like, was he, if he was on the Steelers last year, they, did they not win the football? No, that's, that was Philadelphia. Never mind. It's who, the, yeah. Who are you asking this to? <laughs> Yeah, is the other is the other Pennsylvania team that won last yeah, year? Listeners, write in to let us know who won the Super Bowl. <laughs> I've watched a sports once. No, I just know that Mina was excited about it. That's the only thing I know about sports is what I will see Mina tweet sometimes. It's it's good. Next uh, question: What is your favorite problematic re- re- beverage? Re- re- sending asked, the questions in. Asked by at least five lizards. My favorite problematic beverage. I like hard apple cider, which is problematic because it has a ton of sugar and destroys my body, but it's the tastiest alcohol to me. I would say, uh, like, mochas at Caribou Coffee because I try not to drink coffee because I'm straight edge till death. I like to drink any of the numerous heavily caffeinated beverages available at my work that are too expensive because, like... I don't know if you guys know anything about like cafeteria companies, but Canada has two of them. And oh, nice. you know how that goes. That's always good. Yeah. The fewer the companies, the better. Just like yeah. you know, so there's, there's Aramarks and Chartwells. Chartwells is the one that's installed at my work. My work, which is a government facility, which could absolutely just like, you know, have their own service provided. And the markup on these drinks is amazing. But yet I buy one for like three entire dollars every time. And it's literally just a wild cherry Pepsi 90% of the time. Cause wild cherry Pepsi is good as hell. It's problematic. <laughs> I like cherry colas. I do like cherry colas. Soda in general is problematic because all beverage companies are evil. Also, um, it's, gross and bad it's incredibly it bad for you, but it helps way. me be awake. And I like, I the like bubbles. the bubblies. I fucking love the bubbles. I cannot stand the bubbles. They just are painful to me. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm problematic. But, no, kidding, Sam. Problematic. No, that's valid. I, there, I have, Sam's I the only valid one here. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this is the first time this has ever happened. <laughs> only one of us can be valid every week. <laughs> Anonymous asks, what's a good way to actually step back from being mad online about politics and switch to actually getting involved on a local level when you've been out of the loop for a while? Um, I don't know if you let it, if you find out, tell us. I mean, just, like, just, kidding, just kidding. seeing what's in the area. Um, it literally just, in, I um, mean, I even if it's not like necessarily a leftist or just getting involved in volunteering yeah. and seeing, I think the easiest way to start is to just start following local political orgs on social media. Yes. Cause yes, like, that is, 
then you'll like start seeing the names of people that are involved in local politics. You'll start seeing the kind like of places, schedules, they the location. Yeah. Work you just have like a solid then you can just have a whole bookmarks bar full of leftist organizations to visit and hang out with like the massachusetts police yeah like that's basically basically what we're what we're trying what we're trying to say here is do your best to emulate the police i want you to be as Correct. cop as possible yeah all oh, cops right. are beautiful we got a question from Tufster McGee. It's uh, the libs trying to crucify Susan Sarandon for basically no reason is so stupid I could die. What Susan Sarandon movie should I marathon to own the libs? Susan Sarandon. I am deep. I remember that one very middle liberal who is like, I've been coping by rewatching the last scene of Thelma and Louise on cliff. Famously involves Susan Sarandon driving off a cliff. Hey, remember when Susan Sarandon was on Friends and she, I believe she fucked Joey, but she may have oh, fucked fuck. Ross. Guys, 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 guys. Do- uh, Susan Sarandon was the fucking therapist from the Pickle Rick episode of the yeah, Rick she and was. Morty. Yeah, so was it Susan watched, Sarandon? She absolutely watched Pickle Rick. You just watch Pickle Rick. Just keep That's watching the, Pickle Rick. Never stop. That's the best resistance. You Never can watch ever another TV Never episode ever in your stop life. Watching Pickle Rick. Watch Pickle Rick. Just watch Pickle Rick. <laughs> you just need to see your good just, friend Pickle Rick. Pickle Rick. Just check it out. And one of the like the local comic shop that's now like a comics and game shop just like posted a picture and it was just like we got Pickle Rick everywhere and they showed like eight separate merchandise items they have that have Pickle Rick on them and I don't in think I year, can ever go to that store again. In the month September in the year 2018. Yeah. The thing about I, I don't understand why that would happen because the thing about Pickle Rick was like the turnaround from it being like funny to it being a massive like cringe was about i see people i see people wearing pickle rick shirts all the time oh that's you think the thing about the thing about nerds that are like less extremely online (laughs) is that they just like like these things and continue doing so and i don't get it hey how do you not become jaded by everything yeah how do you not get a favorite irony poisoning hey susan sarandon was in the 2008 movie speed racer and played a character whose name is mom racer yeah yeah Speed's his first name. Speed's his first name. I that's just I didn't know that. I guess she had a guest role on Malcolm in the Middle. This is really good radio. Just talking about Susan Sarandon. You remember when Woody Allen voiced the main character in the movie Ants? Okay, no, we we can't keep doing this. (laughs) We can't. Ants. Anonymous asks, I'm years off from being able to vote, and often I find myself feeling an overwhelming sense of dread about political matters in the world. Any tips on how to get involved when you can't necessarily put your electoral input in? I guess this is like the same answer yeah, as the other one, which the is same question. follow yeah. local orgs on Facebook. And let uh, me but then a uh, sub-question that, that here. That sense of dread that you can't shake and you feel like you're not going to do any. It's like you can't make any difference and everything's bad. That doesn't go away when you reach voting age. That just means that's what being an adult yeah. is. Yeah. So that that's the that's the second part of this question is what else can you do to cope with the feeling that there's not much you can do? Uh, I Local mean, activism. Just, yeah. Dream just, about a bloody resistance, in which case the in which case the guillotine comes back. Not right. a threat. Not a threat. Not just not just a, a sincere wish. It's just a historical fact. That's <laughs> the cycle. Uh, what are the chances that the U.S. is doing an imperialism in Venezuela right now? Do you think there's a chance of 100%. a coup happening in the near future? Um, well, the chance that you, the U.S. is doing an imperialism in Venezuela are this is a literally proven fact. 
mm-hmm. like the 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 yeah, opposition when, like, is literally funded by the United States. Yeah, I remember yeah. when Maduro was almost like killed by a drone. Yeah, that was like the two months that the ago. United States famously never uses. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we're not the um the most re- podcast of the podcast citations needed. The most recent episode talks about how I mean, like literally, whenever socialism pops up in any country that isn't white, the U.S. is just down on that like a hammer. So yeah, yeah. I feel like that I read a like story us. saying that um. The big whip president was mad because he wanted to bomb Venezuela and couldn't or wanted to like get more involved in Venezuela. And they said, like, that's a dumb idea, sir. Not only did they say that it's a dumb idea that he wanted to bomb Venezuela, they said it would be a dumb idea to mention how much he wanted to bomb Venezuela. And then he couldn't stop himself from mentioning that when he was at like a South American meeting. New York Times from a couple weeks ago, Trump administration discussed coup plans with the rebel Venezuelan officers. Cool. That's what you like to hear. Yep. It's really good to hear. It's anyone else fucking tired. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, like need to go to sleep or like politically and just mentally both. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, as, as, as some of the listeners may know and others may not, I have been in like job jail for the last several weeks and it's, it's, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm not on the normal episodes and why I'm contractually obligated to do mailbags. Otherwise, no one gets to hear my beautiful dulcet tones and slide whistle. I actually forgot you existed. <laughs> yeah, Sam just straight up forgot I existed. He's like, oh, well, I'm the only person with the blue roll on the Discord now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so to our listeners, enjoy the knowledge now that our names appear in blue in our Discord. Hey, join our Discord. The links are places. Yep. Uh, question from Anonymous. It's a two-parter. I'm, well, like a two-parter because Tumblr has ludicrously short message limits yeah unless you're sending us a fan mail god it still exists even though there's no links to it. okay because people send fan mails to my like my side tumblers all the time because most of them you can't send like normal you can you can send messages to but you can't send like chats to it's so stupid because you can't chat with any side blog that has more than one person attached to it sorry to derail but tumblr is so fucking stupid in every way I'm really glad that we use it for our questions. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, it's a lot easier than Twitter would be. Yeah. Because oh, Twitter likes throwing so many useless notifications in your feed if you don't, like, tweet constantly. Right. And we would never be able to actually find the questions. So, hey, hiccup. You had it. You had it. There's a problem I've been thinking over for a while now, and I'd appreciate your take on it. In today's globalized economy, a huge amount of the labor that supports life in Western countries is outsourced to the global South, where it is easier for companies to exploit workers. If socialists were to take power in a Western country, do you all have any thoughts about how they can express international solidarity and avoid relying on the exploitation of foreign labor to produce an equitable domestic society? Honestly, um, (laughs) not doing a coup Every time that workers try to organize in those countries would be a good start. That's a good start. I I personally already don't do a coup. Yeah, just like encouraging other peoples to not do a coup. Because like yeah. the U.S. has supported. Don't give millions of dollars to paramilitary death. Yeah, uh, okay, like in like alive literally created the term banana republic out of that. Yeah. Do we have do we have advice on I, on a personal level for this question? Well, like, well, this isn't really, it's not even on a personal level. It's like on like a societal policy level, which I feel like is a bit above our heads. 
That's true. Because like if socialists were to take power, you have all any thoughts about how they can express international solidarity. And I think the largest faction would be to support workers organizing elsewhere because that's something that the U.S. has famously not done ever. I'm just saying for for when we our podcast do take power in the United States, we will send guns to labor revolutionaries in third world countries so (laughs) that they can subscribe to them via Patreon. Yeah, and then we will allow them to shoot their masters and uh, turn their factories into co-ops and let the rivers run red with their blood. <laughs> that wasn't a threat. Via Patreon. Via Patreon. The, 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 the red represents the money flowing into the Patreon and red. not the blood the flowing out color, of their veins. The famous, the famous color, color of When people say their company is in the red, they mean they have so much fucking money. It means they have so many Canadian $50 bills, which are red. Cuck dollars. Hey. Hey. <laughs> don't call my money cuck dollars. I'm pretty sure. Sorry you don't have ultra strong Did dollars. you call them that originally? Or was that me? You were calling my money cuck dollars. Oh, well, then I'm right. <laughs> and you should respect me. Sam, I've never respected you in my life. Yeah, it's, it's a very tricky you should. question, like untangling. The U.S. because the U.S. empire is just e- everywhere, everywhere. All That's of the, our the thing is that, like, even if like a people so much, it's it's gonna be a, like even if we get to a place where like there we start implementing more like socially democratic policies, it's I God, it, you it, there's gonna be a lot of resistance. To, I just realized that this because, whole fucking question was like the subject of a recent citations needed episode about how like nominal socialists like including like Bernie Sanders and, and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and like all these people that are like pretty good examples of like left-leaning yeah. electoral politics all have absolutely no plans for any kind of foreign policy. Mm-hmm. And like that yeah, has that, been that that's like a historic problem. That in episode Western was movements. more about like military imperialism yeah. and like Israel Palestine and um I guess like yeah, like more like military issues like that. But the thing is this that like also the US the US lends so much paramilitary support to people who push down workers' movements in South America and in the Middle East and honestly probably also in Africa. Yeah. Although we don't really get much manufacturing from there. It's um honestly, we're too dumb for this. We are too dumb for this. Yeah, that's that's what I'm noticing. Hey Henry Kiki Singer. It's Rose again with a praxis-focused question. Do you believe that debating people one-on-one about political beliefs is useful, or should we focus our energy on larger political action? Lately, I've stopped debating people on issues like LGBT rights, anti-racism, and economic reform because I find that most debates are done in bad faith and are mainly just a show of rhetoric. Debating trans rights in particular just ends up reopening past traumas and rarely leads anywhere good. You answered your own question. In person, uh, sometimes online, zero percent of the time, never yeah, okay, ever. Okay, no, that, that tracks. Because like, I, if it's someone who's in a space around you, then I can understand trying to set like boundaries by you know setting the terms of a political discourse. Mm-hmm. But online, useless. I don't agree with that though, because I've been a shithead in the past, and I've had my opinions changed by stuff like this. Rarely has it been me debating with someone who's changed my opinions on this. It's just me reading. Yeah, and these Maybe. people aren't interested. I don't in know. Reading. I 
it, it, I think it depends on who you're talking to. Cause there's definitely going to be people where you can just tell this is a waste of your time, but yeah, Cody, people... Cody Johnson had a good bit about this on, it was like an older Patreon bit for some more news where he just talked about like, if he was offered to debate Ben Shapiro, he would not do oh, it. Yeah. Because it's <laughs> no, a complete, definitely. it's a complete fucking waste of time. Definitely not that, but is Ben Shapiro still uh, begging Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez to debate. Probably. Him? Yeah, probably. I mean, I doubt he's I doubt he's doing it as actively, but I'm sure he still would love to. And is probably I, I'm sure that anytime he ever talks about her, he probably slips in a thing about I don't know if yeah, she didn't uh, debate her quite. But um, she doesn't I know don't... how her how she'd work in the marketplace of ideas. Yeah, I would say you're not obligated to do this. And oh, if you ever feel like you don't have the energy for it then don't do it and you're right to not do it. Yep. But like larger political action is a generally better cause joining up with other people. Cause, cause even if you are debating people, it's a lot better to have like, you know, people behind you and not try to just do a bunch of one-on-one shit, which would just be fucking exhausting. So the whole point of political coalitions is to make things less exhausting. Right. So just get a bunch of people and then you can all go debate Ben Shapiro together. You could debate the blood right out of his veins. Not a threat. I didn't just, say that. Matt it's a metaphor. Sam, so maybe Patreon you can put content, in like a, a funny, a funny the, clown the mail, the mailbags do go on the main feed. Oh, God, it's God. not Patreon Oh, right, content. shit. Whatever. <laughs> I, I, I regret nothing. Yeah. Uh, I got a question from... Because you didn't friend, mean it literally. Yeah, friend of the show, David. Davd. Davd. Bill Gates is in the news again, offering $460 million to poor public schools across the U.S. with his foundation which his foundation says is the result of years of research. This is a departure from his normal strategy of funding alternative schools and teacher evaluations and generally leaving public schools to die. Is this a step in the right direction or just another example of Bill Gates throwing money at something without those affected having a say in it? Um, As always. I mean, it could be. I mean, like, yes, it is better than fun. Yeah, it's both. Right. It's better than what was happening and it's better than not doing it at all, but it's, it's not the solution as always right. with like all billionaire philanthropy. Yeah. Cause like a lot of the problem with him funding charter schools is that I honestly genuinely just believe he thought it was better for a while. Like not to like praise a billionaire's like wants, but it just, it seemed in better faith. And this makes me think it's in better faith, but obviously you can never trust a billionaire, especially when they've put so much money mm-hmm. into charter schools. And of course, in the case of Bill Gates specifically, still, have has put money. So, still has money in charter schools and has also put so much money into the media organizations that report on him. That too, like, but just like still has billions of dollars in general. Yeah. And also has more than a billion dollars, which is too much money already, let alone having multiples of billions. Right. <laughs> Nobody should have... Nobody should have, I would say, even a million dollars. Nobody should have a dollar. Nobody should have money. Money should exist. That's praxis. There you go. Yep. Official uh, stance of the podcast. Yeah. We got a question from Putch Gusset. It's a very good URL. Hey, Hikip Gitada. With the recent passing of the EU Stop All Memes bill, is the internet lost forever? What happens to memes in, an, in the internet in a globalized capitalist hell world? I know nothing about this topic, but I've heard that that's a big misinterpretation of it. A lot so, of it is it. Well, I mean, it's, I it's, it strengthens um, copyright law copyright. for rights holders, and that's generally bad. So no more SpongeBob memes. 
If we can't have SpongeBob memes, then what do we have? Dog shit. Dog shit. Um, there's another freaking copyright bill that's trying to for that's trying to go through Canada right now. But I'm like, it's a copyright bill that's mostly being supported by like arts organizations and artists, and it's basically uh. to automatically revert copyright back to creators from rights holders after like 25 years and that one's like good actually and i feel like anything that would str- that would weaken the position of like general rights holders is good and anything that strengthens their position is bad like just on like a broad scale yeah and like you know you, you can get more into the weeds on that by like you know reading into it more but i feel like as with anything just because there's so much shit happening at any given time that you have to kind of have a broad policy on some things or else you'll just always be confused because it's impossible to follow yeah, i don't everything. know anything about the eu i'm dumb at, i'm dumb as a bucket of yeah rocks. but like we haven't seen like any kickback effects from this so i guess we'll see we just need to decentralize the internet anyway so we'll get to that first yeah internet that the truth internet is it's just like you really a unique poison for all generations it's, yeah it's gonna be bad in a couple decades is all i can say Internet's still like a good thing in general i'd say i just- mean yeah but there it's gonna it's wreaking a lot of havoc on it's wreaking havoc and also since it is it, becoming as, as like a radicalization tool yeah it's also just becoming increasingly under corporate control also bad and that's what I really I, like about. I was reading a thing about Cloudflare today. <laughs> Cloudflare, which is a company that like does DDoS protections, is like launching a new like internet protocol that's like wide that's distributed instead of like server based. And I really like the idea of this because it mean, means things have a little more, they're a little less nebulous and a little more like permanent and stable. And also, since it's distributed, cannot be throttled by like single companies that happen to own lines in certain areas. So I really like the idea of something decentralized like that, and any kind of decentralization yeah. is generally going to go in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a question for Scout. I guess we can't really answer that. Whoops. Yeah, that was when we were recording the interview, and we just forgot to read it at the time because we didn't know it was there. The ticket booths were decorated with small metal flags and pairs at the top meant to look like they were waving in the wind, but they are all waving in opposite directions it is impossible for the wind to be blowing in two directions at once please explain yourself we're gonna have to just like get someone did a big fart in the middle of oh hey we can we can ask the question to scout no ask the question to scout no scout how are the how are the flags blowing in two opposite directions no they're not it's magic it's magic that's the answer the answer is that it's question next question okay we got a question from dr balls dandy how are all these names so good Uh, I sent in the Florence question, but I just learned of the typhoon in Southeast Asia. And while it doesn't have anything to do with the question, I don't want to draw any attention away from this typhoon. Both will claim tragic numbers of lives, but this typhoon has been called the biggest storm ever. Linus is, was like right in the path of Manghut, which is nuts. One of our nice. podcast hosts currently lives in Taiwan. Um, it fucked up the Philippines. That's all about I know. And power to anyone who's helping clean up and helping rescue people out of I know a bunch of people got like trapped in a church that had like a huge man uh, landslide hit. So all power to rescuers and stuff there. And yeah, like hopefully they can get through this. Cause I know Guam got like flattened and naturally like the U S did dick shit about it. Why would the only, they do dick shit? Guam? Yeah. They only have Guam so that they have somewhere to bomb from. Exactly. It's the only reason why Guam exists. Well, the only reason why yeah, that, Guam yeah. as a United States territory exists. <laughs> right. Sorry. <laughs> Didn't want to. Didn't want to end with that one. That was bad. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. 
whoopsies. And also, like, a large number of people who live in Guam are people who are in the U.S. military, and they do not support them in any meaningful way because they can't vote, and they get bad vet- veterans benefits if they come home at all. Not a great country of ours that we have. Well, it's not my country, but mine's not great either. It's fine. I, I, was, I was speaking for myself and Caroline. <laughs> well, fuck you, Sam. All right. Let's end on a nice one. Uh, Pregnant Seinfeld has asked us a question. Hey! Pregnant Seinfeld. I don't follow Pregnant Seinfeld. I'm just going to do that right now because it's Pregnant Seinfeld. Pregnant Seinfeld. Pregnant Seinfeld. Any of you got a favorite drill tweet? I actually did the drill bracket when it, when it was going around, so I do have an empirically determined favorite drill tweet, which is the candles tweet. Yeah, that's a really that good, good choice. Um, um, I mean, I will face God and walk backwards into hell. Is good. Is, yeah, that's very good. For no, what was he trying Classic. to do? What was the first half of that tweet? Um, if something the zoo bans me from hollering at the animals, yeah. I will face. Yeah. Um, um, my personal favorite is the one where his boss says he can't kiss his ferrets at work, and he punches the ground so far hard that his screen <laughs> saver de- yeah. deactivates. Yeah, that's yeah, a good that one. Really my, my, um, second like... place one, my second place one was, I hate it when girls think I'm proposing whenever I take the knee at them in protest. Give me a second to bring to bring it up. Um, I just want to also uh, just give, give a shout-out to um volunteering at the betsy ross museum guy asked me if you could fuck the flag buddy they won't even let me fuck it as long as we're just reading drill tweets i also really like the one where he's he's shitting on the toilet and he hears the national anthem start playing and he stands up in complete agony as as shit (laughs) here here is what i'm gonna say is i don't know if it's my favorite but i saw it recently and it's like that's a good one as the guillotine slides towards my neck I produce a tiny barbell I've been hiding in my mouth and lift it with my tongue. One last rep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad that I have two books written by Drill heading towards my house. Yeah, buy, buy the Drill book. Two books. <laughs> he also did a fucking Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff book uh, with right. Casey Green. That's right. Which is, the, that's a very good confluence of creators to me. Yeah, go, so go to gum.co slash Drill book. Yeah, it's... Book. I'm very excited to give Drill money for... Well, I mean, I've already given him money. The, the book just needs to arrive. I did not know that it was 420 pages. Thanks, Drill. <laughs> That's really nice. Yeah, and like they're organized by category. So if you need to find favorite Drill tweets, you can search by category to find them. And I think that that's beautiful. Another uh, really good one is... Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm trying to remember it. That's the one I yeah. reference the most often. I think that's one of the ones that just like has worked its way into to common parlance. To yeah, like, I'm not yeah. owned. I'm not owned as I shrink into a corn cob. And then people thought that calling someone that was a, a corn cob was suicide yeah. baiting. God. Yeah. Well, they, yeah. Fuck online is a fuck. Whenever people get owned online, they Born just prefer, they, they start calling it suicide baiting now. Like the guy who keeps getting Kung Pao penis on Tumblr. Excuse Whenever me? He, every time he says something, people start typing out the phrase Kung Pao penis at him. Hmm. Like letter okay. by letter, so they will reblog and post one <laughs> at a time. That's pretty funny. And Here's then they one. and then they post a picture of Bernie Bernie Sanders going Super Saiyan. Here's here's a good one. Okay. <laughs> here's a good one. Man leans into doorway of World Trade Center bathroom. Hey, you gotta finish up in there. Nine eleven is happening. <laughs> <laughs> God, I wish we were. What's the one that's like? 
Donald Trump is like, I could not possibly fuck at this junction. <laughs> God. Drill is so much funnier than any of us. I just want to make like a, 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 a recommendation to a Drill adjacent Twitter, which is everyone is Drill. Which, which oh, yeah, just retweets people who make Drill-like tweets. Uh-huh. And it's it's very good. That's it, actually, for Mailbag. That was the last, that was the last question. Caught my son running a Google search for shit, st- for shit stained pussy. I am beyond distraught. We are strictly a Bing family. <laughs> Bad Sorry, sentence. the last like 10 minutes of this have just been us reading drill tweets. It's fine. We're good. No, this has been the Henry Kissinger's Pokemon going to die at September mailbag. Not a threat, yeah, just right. a mailbag. Just a mailbag. Memento Pokemori. Memento, Memento Pokemori. Mailbag. Delete that. that I'm not deleting that. No, I'm, don't. I'm, I'm, edit that in. <laughs> I'm making Craig leave now. Bye. Bye. Four, five, everybody in the chat for a mailbag time. It's a got a Sam and a Matt and a Caroline, and then there's a patron listening to us. I dress them up in a ladies' <laughs> wig. If you're thinking, thank you, you for paying us to did. do this, Stephanie. <laughs> a patron. <laughs> just, uh, just a note of posterity. Uh, Stephanie said, "F you" for me referring to her as a patron. We got uh, Stephanie, Craig, and Onion Bubs. Positive stress at Winter's house.